0: What's up, everybody? It's Coach Josh. I want to officially welcome you guys out to the live Q&A or What Should I Do Wednesday, a time where you have the opportunity to ask me whatever question you have on your heart. So I'm going to give you guys and gals an opportunity to come in live. Um, but for those who's watching this video later and it's not the live stream, want to welcome you guys out for watching and those who's listening on Google Play, Apple Podcast, SoundCloud. I want to thank you all so much for watching or listening um, to, to these videos and, and being a part of this Unplugged community. If you're new, um, to my channel. I just want to welcome you guys out. My name is Coach Josh, and I'm here to help you grow spiritually for God's optimal use. And my content is designed to help you make sense of your life. So if you haven't already, join me now in the Unplugged Community here online by subscribing, hitting the bell, and, and engaging with us. And for those who, I haven't said this a lot in my uh, live Q&As, but the timestamps at the bottom of the video, every Q&A that I've done in the last two months or so, there's timestamps. So you're able to... um Go right to the questions um, that was a part of this episode. But let's get right into it. What's up, Autumn? Good to see you, sweetheart. Uh, hello, Coach Josh. You're Uriah Hill. What's good, Coach? Been a minute, brother. What's going on, fam? Dana Warfield. Hey, I'll always have all these questions when you get on here. I'll be like, I know, I know. Just take your time. Take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. And then and submit your question. And then we're we're here when you're ready. You see what I'm saying? What's up, Mercedes G? Good evening. Stephanie, what's going on? How y'all doing? I hope y'all doing exceptionally well. Only have thirty minutes uh, with you guys and gals today because I have some uh, things I have to get to later on in the day. But I always want to make sure I stay consistent and give you guys content um, that will help you all grow. And um, and if I don't have the answer, I don't have it. But if I do, I will do my best to give you what you need to grow from. But we got our first question, Ryan. What's going on, fam? It says, "Hey, Coach, I am experiencing horrible anxiety due to the relationship in my life. How do I ask God to relieve me of these feelings?" It is affecting my mind and body. Good question, man. Um, <clears throat> the Bible says the blessing of the Lord adds no sorrow. Um, anything that God gives you does not have no strings attached. So if you're in a relationship right now and it's not a marriage, you have the opportunity that you've been blessed with to, to get out of it. You see what I'm saying? Anytime something calls you anxiety or is affecting your mind and body, chances are that thing is, or that person is not um given to you by God or if so if y'all just going through a rough patch it may be in your best interest to separate and 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 look out for you you're no good to anyone else if you're not okay um i know my dad told me a few years ago he says man we on the airplane um the stewardess lady says, before you endeavor to put a mask on someone else, you got to put the mask on you. How can you help somebody else breathe if you're suffocating? So if you feel like that you're suffocating in a relationship and you can't breathe, but that person is breathing fine, then chances are it may be time for you to exit that relationship stage, right? Because anything that's giving you keywords, horrible anxiety, and you feeling and it's affecting your mind and body, that thing is not from God. That person is not from God. So, what I would do is practically is to really get to the root cause of why you're in this relationship. Why are you even in it? Are you in it because of insecurity reasons? Or are you in it because you feel inadequate without this person? Are you in it because um you're trying to find yourself? Nothing, the only perp only place where you can truly find yourself is in God. And if you're trying to find yourself in someone else, then you're gonna um cause yourself unnecessary anxiety, and plus. Um, You got to make sure you look out for you and your best interest to make sure that you're not suffocating, trying to help somebody else's breathe. So if you're experiencing horrible anxiety due to the relationships in your life, then you have to really ask yourself, why am I in these relationships? And the practical things that I could tell you now is to really write down a sheet of paper who you are who you need to be, and are these individuals contributing to who you desire to be and to what you need to do in life? If it's family, if it's people that you feel like will talk about you if you leave, then you got to do what you got to do. You are not obligated to anyone in this life, especially if it's causing you to lose yours. Hope they help, man. Um, But practically, If it's affecting your mind and body, then you got to examine your mind and examine who you need to be and trust that God is the number one relationship that will ensure that you're strengthened um, to delegate your time with all others. What's up, Kiana? Hey, coach, should Christians vote? Um, Yeah, Christians should vote. Um, I, I think it's very important for believers to engage into politics. I think um, you have to be very careful that that you're not just voting just to vote, that you're voting with, with the Holy Spirit uh, leadership in mind. I think a lot of people... Um, kind of get into the conspiracies where, well, you know, things are rigged. I, I can understand that. But at the same time, if the Holy Spirit is leading you to the polls, um, do your part to make sure that you're um, supporting candidates that go along the things of God, but ultimately knowing deep rooted um, that that the Holy Spirit is leading you to a candidate and that you're not in this political pool of influence where where you feel like you have to be uh, uh, vote a certain type of way or you may lose friends. So I think it's very important. Dana says, "How did you know that God wanted you to write a book? Did you feel a strong tug? Yeah, an extreme strong tug. When I first wrote my book, and that wow, this book, uh, my first book is 11 or so years old. I wrote that book in 2008, 2009. So that book is about 10 to 11 years old. And man, I felt all kind of insecurities. I felt like, you know, it, you know, it's God when you don't when you don't want to do it, but you do it anyway." Um when you don't want to do it, but you constantly remind that you should. When you don't want to do it and you're you what you you're waking out of your sleep at two in the morning, four in the morning, or from a nap in the noon day when I was in college and I, I was drawn to the computer. Um so I knew um my first moment at writing was the toughest. No, 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 no. The toughest book to write was my second one because of my false expectations of my first one. So what happened was writing the first book was a difficult process, but I wrote that book with, with a level of immaturity where I thought that this book was going to go and just do amazing. And so I wasn't really um, um, excited about my first month sales. So the second book, I got into deeper uh, um, inadequacies and insecurities. I'm like, what's the point? But I began at that age, I thought success was driven by numbers versus driven um, by obedience. And, and when you are doing anything for God, it cannot be for money. It cannot be for numbers. It has to be solely about uh, obedience because obedience is better than sacrifice. Obedience is better than I'm only... See, see the, the thing about we have to understand as Christians and believers that God doesn't care about you obeying him. He cares about the motives you have in obeying him. Most people only obey God because what they want to return from but the mature posture that a believer should have is I'm obeying God solely because of my love for him despite what may what I may receive or not receive from this obedience I'm gonna do it anyway but in in regards to the book now I'm in a river now Um, I don't care about how many books I sell I don't really care about those different things I care about number one that I'm obeying God and number two is this material systematic enough to help individuals grow in the things of God and mature? And so, to answer your question specifically, how did I know God wanted me to write a book? I couldn't shake it; my mind was on it. Um, I always found myself in a computer. I always found myself in a river where I was like, "Wow, this this is going to bless so many people." But but uh, but understand this: that anytime you do, especially in the creative arena, whether it's writing book or whatever, make sure you do it without thinking about the return. The fact that you know that this is solely in obedience to God. And if, even if you sell one book, it was worth the years you put into preparing it. That's the mindset you have to have going into it so that you'll know that the tug on your heart is not monetarily uh, um, based upon money, but the tug is that you just want to please your master. Hope to help. Or support political parties. Okay, that was for the other question. Um, I don't I don't go with parties, I go with the with the leading of the Holy Spirit. And that's just how I've always been. Turbo Pepper says, Coach, how do I know if God wants me to marry the girl I'm dating? Um, he'll let you know. I think I think we get into a part uh, a place in our walk with God where we think that he is not a person, that he doesn't communicate. Um he was the he's the one that created communication. So it's crazy how we uh forget that that he's the creator of communication, that if we have um um the basic understanding of communication between human and human, don't don't we understand that God shares in that kind of communication with us? And when we understand that, we will be able to trust that God. I will speak when it's time to speak, that God will let you know when it's time uh, for you to know. But if you do not have any confirmation from the beginning that this young lady is for you, then what I would do as a man, as the leader of that relationship is say, you know what? I, um, My apologies for leading you into something that I wasn't completely sure about. So what I'm gonna do is as a person, I'm gonna make sure I'm clearly uh, communicating with you that I, I am very invested in you. I'm very, not invested, I'm very interested in you and i would like to invest more relationship but i would do both of us a this service until i if i do not clearly know if this is from god now if you already know that this is for you and this is what god This is who God wants you to be with. Now it's time for you in your leadership position to say, you know what? Let's enjoy. Let's make sure we honor God, honor the word, and um, make sure that we're honorable with each other. And then in the process right now, let's pace ourselves until we have clear information and intel from God that it's time to get married. Uh, With my wife, um, there was moments where we was going to get married many times times, not many times, but a handful of times before the actual date, October 13th of last year. But it's interesting how God's timing was perfect. There may have, there were frustrations because we was like, why are things not adding up? But God was subtracting things and in subtracting things, he was adding um, to the validity of why that date or that season mattered. So don't be impatient. Don't be saddened. Uh, um, Make sure you are in constant communication with a young lady. Giving her the assurance that you're doing all that you can to make sure that when it is time to pursue marriage, that you're ready, that you're excited, and make sure that if she does get frustrated, if you get frustrated, know that the number one, the main person of the relationship is God, not you, not her, but God. I and mean, if y'all both are dependent on Him, then y'all would trust His timing. All right. Uriah says, I met a woman a couple of weeks ago. She is a believer in save and we are taking it slow towards possibly being with each other. Any advice? Could this be God sent? Uh, <clears throat> I understand with God, you're not going to always um, know, um, especially when feelings are involved. But like I said in the last question, it's very important for you as the man to pace yourself. Um Oh, hold on. Let me read you a question. You said, I met a woman a couple of weeks ago. Okay. A couple of weeks ago. She is a believer in saved and we are taking it slow towards possibly being with each other. Any advice? What I would do is two weeks is not enough time to get to know a person. I would make sure that you, you guys um, do not um, date intimately or exclusively um, or often Because you got to make sure that you're not allowing your feelings to cloud your uh, opportunity here. Now, if you met a person a couple of weeks ago and you haven't, uh, uh, because just because a person is a believer, just because a person is saved and just because they're willing to take it slow doesn't mean that's who God has for you. You have to always make sure that in the beginning infancy stages of getting to know someone, that is the highest percent chance of you becoming infatuated. And if that's the highest percent chance of you becoming infatuated, then you gotta make sure you give some distance in between of, of the, the, the the human pool for intimacy, the human pool of of intriguingness that kind of makes you forget about the divine, makes you forget about God, and you get so caught up in the natural human nature of relationship that begins to cloud your judgment. So if you're taking it slow, make sure that you say, okay, in order for us to make sure this thing goes slow, let me set this thing on cruise control. Let me not put my foot to the pedal. Let me let me establish let's establish a pace. Let's add some accountability and let's be clear right up front that will we be okay if this doesn't work. Because what you don't want to happen is that you invest in a situation, you invest in a young lady, and then when God speaks, now both people hurt. What I would do as a man, I would take my time and say, you know what, I I think it's best for us to take at least seven to fourteen days to seek God about this, because it's better to take se- it's better for us to separate and seek God about the situation than for us to get um, involved and this thing gets severed, and then we have a soul tie that affects us months on in, end. So that's what I would do. I would separate, seek God seven, 14 days. And what you do is heavenly father, I believe that I, that I hear from you, that you're going to give me the wisdom and the guidance I need in order to lead um, in this situation. Lord, we are completely okay with whatever you have for us. And I believe that in the, in the next seven to 14 days, whatever the Holy Spirit leads you to choose as a man, um, I believe that we'll know who, what we need to do in this situation. It's better to do that early than to try to do that after y'all did it for a year and y'all got emotions involved. Hope to help. Kristoff <clears throat> says, uh-oh, I did it again. All right, give me one second. Good questions, y'all. Very good questions. Um, Man, y'all are in here on today. Christoph says, coach, I still miss my ex. I want to reach out how do you know if it's God or just me? I broke up with her a year ago. Just let go and see if God brings her back. Yeah, man. The best thing to do is to let go and let God. You see what I'm saying? Because what happens is um you're 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 in a situation right now where um uh, possibly there was some identity involved in that intimacy, that there was some type of insecurity involved in intimacy and that's basic you know that's understandable especially when you in a relationship with someone that you cared about and invested time money and energy with that's natural for you to miss them but the wisest thing right now is to let it be especially if you made a decision to break up with her right so you still miss your s i mix your ex i want to reach out how do you know if it's god or just me as you um because if it's, if it's emotional as you, if it's spiritual as God, there's a big difference. And sometimes we cloud the two. We think our spiritual and emotions are the same. No, you, you have a, a body, you have a soul, you have a spirit. The spirit of God gives you God consciousness. Your soul gives you self-consciousness and your body gives you the consciousness of this world. So what happens is many times we get into the soul category and because it's on the inside of the flesh, we think that's the soul and the spirit. No, there has to be. a a, a unity, but a separation and understanding. It should be a unity and a separation of understanding. There should be a unity with your spirit, soul, and body that each of those compartments are in alignment with the Holy Spirit as he leads the whole union, but there has to be a separation of understanding where you be able to understand the difference between indigestion, emotional desire, and, and spiritual unction. You see what I'm saying? Because there's chemicals in our food, that is in our, in our body realm that makes it feel soulish. And there's some things in the soulish realm that makes it feel spiritual. So when you understand the separation of the two, but the bl- the blessing or the beauty of this unity and the Lordship of the Holy Spirit, then you will take every step in acknowledging the Holy Spirit and, and doing your part to make sure that you keep your body, your soul, and your spirit under subjection, under the lo- uh, leadership of the Holy Spirit, so that as you go in life, you don't make decisions solely on the physical, on un- the physical, urges, emotional urges, etc. So if you have that emotional and you missing and you're like thinking too much about that person, God is not going to flood your mind with thoughts. It's not going to flood your mind with feeling. He's going to make sure you understand the facts, right? So what are the facts right now? Y'all not together. Now, what are the facts previously of why you broke up with her? understand the facts, understand the facts of the symptoms that you're giving. Yeah, these symptoms are more insecurity based. These symptoms are more inadequacy based. These symptoms are more identity based. These symptoms are more soulish. So let me, let me renew my mind, get back in line and follow the Holy Spirit. So what I would do is leave it to God and detox and heal from the situation because when we don't give ourselves time to heal we think that that person is the one we need to be with when after you done got healed for some time you'll be like yeah i see why we weren't supposed to be mute says you in mute tv says hey coach do you have any tips for letting go and letting the holy spirit guide you as you read god's word i asked the holy spirit to show me what god is saying to me but i'm struggling it's okay Um, getting to know the Holy Spirit is a journey. Getting to know him and engaging him is like any new relationship. Um, The only difference is this this person has been inside of us for a long period of time. And we just sometimes we get to a place in our walk with God where we just now start to get to know him, right? So the advice that I would give is to put it in practice. It's it's really saying out of your mouth, Uh, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And sometimes faith comes by hearing the word come out of your mouth so that your whole Body understands where are going to trust the Holy Spirit in a situation. So, this is what I do. <clears throat> so, every time I go into my word, every time I go into situation, even before I do a video, I always say, Holy Spirit, I need you. It's very simple. Holy Spirit, I cannot do this without you. Um, when I especially when I do videos, when I do when I get into my word, Holy Spirit, show me something that you never show another man since the day of Pentecost. Show me um something that's in here that will deepen my connection with the Father. Show me. And then it is almost clockwork that as I'm reading, I get stuck on a scripture and then my 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 spirit man begins to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit and then I get I get wisdom and nutrients and nuggets from the text. Um, but anything else beyond that, I just simply do a simple sentence, Holy Spirit, I need you. Humility is what helps you the most when it comes to Holy Spirit. Humility, true humility saying, you know, Holy Spirit, I really can't do this without you. That's a mindset. Humility is a mindset that I need the Holy Spirit in every situation. And when the Holy Spirit begins to sense your genuine humility and that your willingness to be helped by him, it's a supernatural event that happens in your life. Write down a sheet of paper why you're struggling. Go to Google OpenBible.info. Type in scripts on the Holy Spirit. Find four to five scriptures that will kind of help you as you marinate on the person of the Holy Spirit to help you better understand who he is and what his purpose is in your life. And as you begin to read the word of God, because faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God, the more you begin to grow, more and more and more um, you begin to put into practice um, uh, uh, patterns that helps um, uh, grow and nurture that relationship with him. So, yes, in the beginning of anything, you're going to struggle but consistency is where the power is. Stay consistent, and over time, you'll see his assistance uh, evident in your life. Good question. Can you manifest things into your life? Um, You have what you say. The Bible says life and death is in the power of the tongue, so you can manifest things, but Manifestation must boil down to the motives, and your motives have to boil down to your ministry to the master. If I know that I'm in ministry to the master first, and my motives are pure when I mumble what I want in life, and when I begin to say things, I'm specific because I know I have what I say. Um, but 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 we as believers have to be very careful that we are that we don't get into this new age thought or idea of well you know what i want to manifest a car i remember when i was 17 years old and i used to hear people talk about how they walked around this 7 times and they got it my dumb self went to car dealerships and i will, I remember this infinity the new infinity trucks came out when i was 17 and i will walk around an infinity um 7 times put my hands on it say that this infinity is mine in the name of jesus am i driving an infinity no at this point I don't even want an infinity You see what I'm saying? So I was walking around something that God never. It's crazy how we try to manifest things that the master never told us to mumble out of our mouths. And then we get disappointed and think that uh, our faith is weak. No, God's like, I'm only going to bring into your life what is part of my will for your life. So everything boils down to your ministry to Jesus. And as you minister to him, he will begin to lead you through the Holy Spirit on what to say in faith with your words and then things will begin to manifest according to his will in your life. And also, outside of the will of God, things will manifest out of your life. You begin the Bible says, the power of life, the um, life in deficit, the power of the tongue. Yes, you manifest things. That's why you got to make sure you're in constant ministry to God. So in doing so, your words become in line to what he says, and you not demonically um, influenced to say things as contrary to the word of God. Hope to help. George says, "What's up, fam? How, hey, Coach. I leave, I leave for boot camp this Monday, but my left knee has been bothering me. I've been praying for healing, but I'm lacking faith. Or this, or or this is just a sign I'm doing the wrong thing. No. Um. Either way, uh, pain is not what God wants you to have. So I'm gonna go ahead and manifest. <laughs> Keyword. I'm gonna stand in the gap with you right now. So I want you to put your hand on your knee. I believe in healing." Um, God is operating in my life and healing many times. It's not something that I talk about or boast about because healing is not a ministry. Healing is a gift. And I don't want to make a healing ministry. I don't want to turn a gift into a ministry because sometimes gifts are of healing is just manifested according to God's will. So since we're here and since well, I believe that he uh, He was bruised for your iniquities and, and and that his stripes were for your healing, put your hand on your knee right now and I'm going to pray. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for what you did on the cross for George. We believe in your healing manifestation. We believe in the covenant connection that we have for healing. Father, we just want to worship you. We want to thank you. We want to and George, you can worship God, praise God. We believe for this healing right now. With that being said, God, I'm going to turn into my authority. In the name of Jesus, I command his knee, George, knee to be healed. Through the power and the connection that I have with the heavenly Father, I'm speak to his knee now for it to be completely whole in the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for that manifestation. I trust that in that simple prayer, your will will be done and we believe it. And we are assured by faith that anything's possible according to your will. We thank you for it. And Jesus, we do pray. Amen. It's that simple. It's that simple. And I'm going to do this exercise with anyone right now. Wherever you have pain in your body, this ain't, this ain't, this ain't for sure. This ain't, this ain't don't get mad if it don't happen. I'm just going to obey the Holy Spirit. Put your hand wherever your body is hurting. And even if this video is not even live and you watching this later, just do it with me now. Heavenly Father, I pray for my brothers and sisters right now. Father, we believe in your word that you are a healer. And that right now, whatever ailments in their body, I command it through the authority that's been given to me to loose them in the name of Jesus. I command every demonic stronghold that's contributing to this ailment or issue in my brother or sister's life. I command you through the authority of Jesus Christ to loose them and let them go. They will walk into revelation that will begin the revealing of the healing inside of them. And I seal that healing in their body right now And Jesus' name, Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for that authority. We thank you, Lord, for the manifestation. We thank you, Lord, for the comments of praise and and joy, not because of me, because I'm a vessel, but because of the Holy Spirit's leading in my life for the manifestation of healing in theirs. And Jesus' we pray. Amen. All right, next question. So, George, believe in that healing, man. And in regards to um, um, what you need to do for Monday, God will let you know by Friday. I believe that God will let you know by Friday what you should do by Monday. So, believe that. And watch God manifest that in your life. Can you pray things to existence? Yeah, we talked about that. Um, but pray pray is a strong word. Speak things in existence. Pray is a con- Prayer is a dialogue with God. It's not a monologue. Prayer is a dialogue with God where you talk to God, right? Um, so you can speak things into existence, death and life. You can speak those different things just casually. But when you are specific about specific things, you just pray the will of God. And you believe that, Father, if it's your will, I know it will be done in my life. Hope that helps. Because I only got five minutes. What do I do if a friend, we are in the same community group, how do I handle being around him? Hold on, Tia. Give me one sec. <clears throat> what do I do if I like a friend? There we go. What do I do if I like a friend? We are in the same community group. What do I do if I like a friend? We are in the same community group. How do I handle being around him? Um, that's what I said in the video uh, a few months back. I said, if um, you like a friend, now you have to be willing to set boundaries for you. (laughs) And what I would tell you is if you know that you're going to be around that person before you get out of your car, you tell the Holy Spirit, help me to have the right heart towards him. Help me to have the right heart towards him. Heavenly Father, I like him. I am very into him. But what I don't want to do is allow my feelings for him to lead to flirtation, to lead to confusion, to lead to confusing me. So Holy Spirit, as I engage him today, help me to have the right heart towards him and watch the Holy Spirit supernaturally help you. He's he's a present help in a time of trouble. That's a time of trouble. It's not a bad trouble, but it's a time of well, you may be troubling yourself. You may be overly troubled about the idea of the individual, of the young man. But if you're in the same community group, there, as a woman, I wouldn't say nothing to him. I would not give no clues. You got to make sure your face don't give clues. Snap out of it. Don't be staring at him like this. Snap out of it. When you're in the car, even if you even if you see him at and y'all going out, you didn't know he was coming. There's always a bathroom. There's always a stall. Holy Spirit will meet you wherever you need to meet him. And then when you come out there, you have a supernatural presence or disposition about yourself that you'll be able to carry yourself the right way around him. Hope to help. All right, let's see. I got time for one more. Stephanie says, I've been praying for the same thing for a while. The door for a new place to open to me and my kids. It has never been answered and I feel so stuck. I have anxiety daily coming home. What should I do? Appreciate where you are. Gratitude is the best attitude. Anxiety is the fruit of of discontentment, anxiety is the fruit of eagerness anxiety is a fruit of uh, strong desires but until you appreciate god where you are you will never be able to ha- uh, acquire what you desire If that makes sense so god it's not that god didn't hear your prayers the real question is have you heard your prayers I always tell people you know When God is quiet, it's not that he didn't hear him, but he's waiting for you to hear your own prayers. And what I mean by that, hear the envy in it, hear the arrogance in your prayers. I'm not talking about you, I'm talking about in general, hear the greed in your prayers, hear the honesty of your prayers. And then when you are humbled by the honesty of your prayers, then you will change the way you pray. Because sometimes we pray and God's like I heard, but I can't answer that because you're, you, if I did give you this, you're only going to use it for your own lust. You know what I'm saying? The Bible says you, when you pray, you don't receive from me because you ask the mist to consume for your own passions. So it's not that God hasn't heard your prayers. Oftentimes we haven't heard our own prayers and really become humbled by how we're asking what we're asking. And if if someone was to ask you for things like that, as if you was God, you probably wouldn't answer in the same way. So appreciate God where you are and trust that he has a plan for you and really take the time to see what am I really saying in my prayers? Why do I want this? Or why do I want that? Is it the will of God for my life? Because sometimes we'll look over the fence at what someone else has and don't appreciate the fact that we have the basics where we do have. So I hope that helps. I love you guys. I got to go. Um, hope this uh, live Q and A was a blessing. Um, if I didn't get to your questions, I know I always look through these questions and some of your, sometimes your questions inspires content. Um, so make sure you subscribe, hit the bell so that you will be able to know when these videos pop up and so that you will be able to be a part of the live Q and love you all. I hope this was a blessing. <clears throat> Everything that you need to know about me is on my website, I am unplug.com Six books are available on Amazon Two card games available on the website as well. Um, courses. If you want one-on-one coaching, I have some spots available. And I'm thinking about adding a day or two during the week. I've been getting a lot of people that want coaching. Um, but but um, So send me what you can do. And if I'm able to do it according to your budget, um, then I'll make it happen. So you can do that at imunplugged.com. If you feel like your questions wasn't answered, but you want to talk to me personally, sometimes it's better than doing the Q&A. Sometimes you say, okay, let me see if what I have in the budget to be able to talk to coach for about 45 minutes to an hour and have him personally talk to me about my specific issue. That's what I'm here to do. So go ahead and go to my website right now. Submit your budget. Submit what you can do. Your days, your times, um, and all that kind of stuff. And if I get back to you, um, it's because I was led to you. And don't get mad if you don't hear from me. But you might hear from me a week or two from now. Just be patient with me and the Holy Spirit leading me. Because I am one man with uh, with a whole wife and a whole family and a whole responsibility. So I love you guys. Be blessed. If you want to give the support what I do here. You can give on that website too, imunplugged.com, supporting our mentoring programs at the middle school, at the elementary school I work at, the middle school that's connected. Uh, Books, card games, courses, all that good stuff. Love y'all. Y'all be blessed. Until next time, stay with God because I'm done now, but you know who's never done and you know who's always there 24-7, like a 7-Eleven, the Holy Spirit. I'm tagged out. Holy Spirit's tagged in. Hope you have a blessed one. Peace.